0: Are we starting? You know that shit ain't normal, right? Smoking crack constantly.
1: God damn. What the fuck, dude? In that moment I was fucked up from this stuff. This is the safe place where you can be honest. Staying clean every fucking
0: day.
2: Running away from that fucking insane life that I was living, dude.
0: These things are funny right now
2: that it's over, and you survived them. You know, going to meetings and just focus so much on my sobriety. <laughs> Fuck that, bro. Church, bro. <laughs> You're <laughs> nodding off in
1: conversation, dude. You're like, what? Well, I'm not high. What is the first
3: step? <laughs>
0: Welcome to Not So Anonymous, this is the meeting after the meeting where our goal is to bring to you the most honest talk possible about the journey of our recoveries and the war stories of our drug addictions. My name is Dylan and I am a drug addict. I'm Donnie Crackhead from Backwoods, Ohio.
3: I'm Gloomer, recovering addict. And I'm Jordan, a severe alcoholic from the streets of Seattle. All right, what's up, fellas?
0: Another uh, two-hour session before we're ready to get rolling? Everyone awake?
2: Oh you yeah. Awake? Nah, dude. no, I'm not awake. Donnie's <laughs> not
0: awake. Goom, are you awake now?
2: I'm always awake. Nice to
1: see you, man.
0: Okay. No, I appreciate that. So this week, um, I want to something that we've been talking about, something that uh is popped up a lot, and I think that might be very beneficial for a lot of our friends and family. Um, is what it's like to be in recovery, but be around people who are still drinking and partying. And you know, I know that's been a big topic of conversation. I know you've had some conversations with uh with some family about it, Donnie. Um, But what kind of sparked that up was uh, me, me and my wife, Bree, were on our way to Sedona and we brought up this time where I was at a meeting and both Jordan, you and Donnie were both at this meeting as well. She gives me a call and the meeting hasn't quite finished. And she texts me like, please call me as soon as the meeting's over. So I call her. I'm like, "Hey, what's going on?" She's like, "I'm having an anxiety attack. I need you here." Cause she, you know, she does struggle with some anxiety. So I took it. See, I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, she has an anxiety attack." I was like, "Man, I gotta go. Bree's not feeling good." I take off and I get there, and what happened was not necessarily an anxiety attack, but she ate a gummy. She ate a THC gummy. And she started tripping balls. (laughs) She started having a hell of a time. She started having a bad trip. And I get there and she's like, I feel so bad. You were at a meeting and I called you because I got high. (laughs) (laughs) And, And just to like provide some context too, my wife does not smoke. My wife does not drink very often at all. Like once a year, maybe she'll drink. And it's even rarer than that, that she'll ever even do anything at all. And I had someone ask me one time, like, well, dude, are you okay with that? Like, if your wife has a drink or doesn't, I'm like, yeah, she's not the one with the problem. Like, I'm the I'm the alcoholic. I'm the one who can't handle my stuff. Like, why would I care what she does? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like she's doing it all day, every day. It's not an unhealthy thing whatsoever. You know, I'm the one with the problem. And I think too many times a lot of people get focused on everyone else around me has to stay sober or everyone else has to, you know, look out for me when it comes to my recovery. And for me in my situation, that's bullshit, right? It's up to me to keep myself in a safe position. It's up to me to work my program. It's up to me to keep me out of sketchy situations, you know? So, and I know, like I said, Donnie, you've had some experience with having conversations with some family, uh,
2: recently, right? Yeah. Well, I'm, I've uh yeah definitely recently I dealt with a lot of it but I could reflect back on where when I got out of rehab like I one of my family members asked me to go buy alcohol for them when I literally just got out of rehab (laughs) get some two days beforehand and I did it and I was like at that point in time I didn't even know if I was going to stay sober and that was like one of them crucial you know pivotal moments that I could have Easily just picked that like when I picked up the stuff from the store, I could have drank it, you know, Right. right then. But for some reason I didn't because I was granted the gift of desperation and I knew that it was so bad that I did not want to drink or I was going to end up back in rehab again. And I flipped out on this person for asking me to do this for him. And I said, how fucking selfish is it of you to ask me to go get you alcohol when I'm trying to stay sober? And your friend is this? Is this, well, this third like is two, this- three days out of rehab? This is the last time. So the before la- right. I flew out to Arizona, got gotcha. you, yeah. One Damn. of and we part. We you know this family member. We were you know drinking, partying together, and I, you know, and, and I was like, the nerve you got to ask me <laughs> to go get you alcohol. Well, that's kind of fucked up, though. I it was, so. but I mean, everyone deals with their own addictions, right? And, But now like realizing and I did it, you know, put myself in a sketchy situation at that vulnerable time in my recovery. And, uh, you know, for some reason, I I didn't pick up, though, and just reflecting back on that. And throughout the time uh, I went to. So real fast. So you would say that's a a
0: situation that you probably should have looked out for yourself a little more and maybe not put yourself in that situation
2: to buy that alcohol. Is yeah, that, was that yeah. your general takeaway from it? Yeah, I shouldn't have put myself in that situation. I should have been able to say no. Right. But I didn't cuz I, you know, I wanted I was enabling someone else and I wanted to help them out. In turn, I was putting myself and my life in jeopardy. Mm. By by, you know, caring for this other person when cuz that was what I was programmed to do. I did that for so long, you know, just helping other people. Dr. Don, baby. What, what the- you got, dude? <laughs> <man? laughs> Whatever you need, bro. <laughs> Got a problem? I'll fix it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you
1: Would you go through man when you picked up that beer, especially being so fresh out of rehab? Like, did you did it trigger you? Did it fucking like What was that experience like?
2: I was so pissed off at them for even asking me that. I was just like resentful. I wasn't like I wasn't gonna drink it, but. What'd you do, storm in the grocery store? I was, all pissed
0: off? Yeah. Like let me get some beer. And then <laughs> like, yeah, I, I like,
2: yeah I did, dude. I bought it and was just pissed off the whole time, driving back to drop it off to this person.
0: <laughs> mad at him? <laughs> yeah, I, was
2: mad at- I swear yes, I was mad at him for asking me, yeah, and I did funny. it, and I was still mad. <laughs> <laughs> i like walked in the house and, like threw it on the table like, here's your fucking beer <laughs> why did you do it why did you yeah. say no
1: because the, i didn't
2: know how to say no then dude. Right? right it's a okay. hard thing people beginning it. i was i was i my mind was trained i was programmed to like do that we you know yeah. we enabled each other's addictions for so long that i was just that was my default like ass and i did it you know, and yeah. i was still pissed off in the moment doing it but i still did it But now realizing, looking back, I've realized I need to learn how to say no to people that, you know, I care about or that are asking me to help them with their whatever they're going, you know, whatever they need. Right. Um, Yeah. So I guess it was a big thing for me to learn to say no to situations like that and to family members and set those boundaries. I had no boundaries with people before. Ooh, that's a and that's a good that's a really good that's just that buzzword
0: boundaries right there i think so many of us myself at least struggle hard with that boundaries aspect because i have i mean pretty much everyone in my life still drinks or drugs outside of like my recovery community and you guys you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. it it is it's up to me just like that was i mean that guy yeah he's an asshole for asking you out of rehab no doubt about that but at the end of the day that falls on you right like Mm -hmm. that's your responsibility to stay safe in that situation
1: but they don't know you know they don't know like what you're going through you know like because i I know coming out of rehab like i was hanging out with family and they would just like tease me that they were drinking and you know they thought they were just happy that i was off the hard shit you know they they, Mm -hmm. i think they had the concept of like me going back home and getting their son brother whatever (laughs) back and them just you know chilling and drinking normal with them but i was just like i had learned so much that i was like now i'm done with everything so them like, they would tease me, like, oh, you sure? It's really nice and cold and this and that and in my head. You <laughs> yeah, know, know what dude? I mean?
2: Oh, yeah. Like, I was so glam- fucking pissed, dude. They're, yeah, because alcohol is socially acceptable. Yeah, and, and I was like, yeah, this is fucking awesome, you know? Like, nope. But as Jordan can tell you, alcohol is just as bad as the hard <laughs> It'll shit. It'll get you. <laughs> yeah. It'll get you good. It's, it's sneaky, dude. It's tough, Off the hard shit. And then in, my, in my house,
1: it's like everybody's fucking a, like a lazy ass, you know? And like, if, <laughs> as soon as as soon as soon someone like, no, you know, when you're drinking at a house or whatever, you know, a family <laughs> gathering, yeah. if you get up, you're fucked. Dude. Oh, you're like, yeah. yo, grab me a beer. Go, hey, we're way back. like, there wait, the, yeah, dude, out. like who, And then like, you sit there, you finish your beer and then like, no one, like no one wants to get up. <laughs> to so the first person that gets up gets ass and I'm walking, I'm like, I can't sit still. So I'm constantly walking And It's a kind of like the same situation. They're like, Hey, grab me a beer, grab me a beer. And I couldn't say no like, in my mind, I didn't want to do it, but I just didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know how to say no, but, and then I, it got to a point where it's just like, I just set my boundaries, man. I was just like, nah, man, I, I just, I stayed away, you know? I didn't have a talk with them or anything. I would just like, every time that they would gather around the house to, to drink or to celebrate or to watch a game or something, I would just go to a meeting or something like that. I just, I had to like, separate myself from all that stuff until I knew I was healthy enough to be in that situation.
0: I think it's funny, man. They were just happy I was off the hard shit. Right. Right. Because that's like the that's that's the misconception like that. Alcohol is going to be acceptable or like maybe I could hit a joint every now and again, you know, because I'm off the hard shit. Like I remember one time my mother was my mother-in-law was like, well, you know, you're home, Dylan. You're out. You can have a beer if you want. You're at mm-hmm. home. You're doing good. I looked at it, I was like, I promise you, if you see me drinking one of your beers, it's a problem. Like, real bad problem.
3: Mm -hmm. Same
0: thing to another family member. He comes home, he shows me this damn thing he bought from the smoke shop. It's got... Keith it's got herb, it's got moon rocks, whatever the hell those were. This damn thing's about the size of King Kong's fingers, bro. And I'm looking at him like, dude, you ain't even trying to get high. You're just trying to leave the planet right now. <laughs> like, damn, he's like, You want to try it? I told him the same thing. You see me puffing on that thing, I promise you it's a problem. Yep. You know what I mean? But I mean, it is that big like misconception. Yeah, like they oh, don't know the hard shit. There's no concept of recovery. Because they th- could stop, right? Well, yeah, I mean, I just think so. Some, yeah, I mean, yeah, but the and, and again. This is just, it's about me keeping myself safe, right? Like, they don't have the concept of recovery. They're not trying to bring any malicious intent whatsoever Mm -hmm. when they say, if you want a beer, have a beer. You know, Mm -hmm. they don't know. They don't know. Again, and that's why it's my responsibility. You know, and just like my wife earlier, I hope that story didn't make her sound bad because she's actually one of the biggest supporters of, like, recovery that Mm -hmm. I've ever met. Like, for someone who's not in recovery, she gets down with recovery, and she does a lot for this show. Um, For the 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 Instagram, all of it, you know. So she's super involved, but again, it all comes right back to me, just like you, Gourmet. You said I ended up just staying away, right, Mm -hmm. at the family parties because that's keeping us safe. Yeah, you know, you kind of learned a hard lesson right then and there when you stormed in, all pissed off with some brews. Like here you go, you know what I mean? Like it's up to us.
2: It is. It's totally up to me. And looking back on that, like I, I had to. I realized that at that moment and I was going to meetings then too, and I and i talked to someone about it, and I realized that I needed to set those boundaries and separate myself away from all those people, places, and things. But after so much time, I've been able to go back around these people after my mind heals a little and I get some willpower, some self-will back w- that I can handle these situations. So, you know, not too long ago I was back in Ohio camping and i went through a similar situation yeah my cousin's like and we were talking about white claws because we're making jokes like ain't no laws without the claws or, or <laughs> ain't no law claws. ain't no laws with the claws and and i was like yeah i never had a white claw i got sober before then things came out and my cousin's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm sure you can have one at dinner one time, dude. Like, right. you try one out. I was like, Funny. yeah, all right. And then I'll be back at the trap house in no time.
3: Oh, that's a wrap, dude. It must th- be nice just having just one at dinner, man. Right? Oh, no right. shit.
0: God, damn. Dude, your eyes just fantasize. <laughs> right. I've seen you slip into oh, a daydream of just one. Of the just, day. one day.
3: just one, feel right? <laughs> relaxed, and that's it. Just be done. Yeah. yeah, I wish I could do that, not wake up and start chugging vodka in the morning time. <laughs> (laughs) Right, you know what I mean. Uh, I did,
0: did or know what you did in the morning. Yeah,
3: Yeah. you don't even remember
0: this morning,
1: right? I I fucking took your line, Donnie. We went to go because you were hosting the football game, right? So I, I told you guys I was gonna go watch with my brother, and he had like a he went to his buddy's house or something like that, and then everybody kept offering, man. You know when they get buzzing and like they kept, hey, you want a beer? You want a beer? You want a beer? And finally, the dude just snapped. He's like, dude, why the fuck aren't you drinking? I was like, dude, I'm allergic to beer, bro. He's like, oh, really? What happens? I was like, I break out in cuts." <laughs> you know? So
3: stupid.
1: I, I think that's funny as fuck, dude. Every time, dude. But it's just once too much, too much. Like, fuck, dude. I just, I wish I could sometimes. You guys ever romance it? Oh, all the time.
2: I <laughs> just I had don't. this conversation I, with Donnie. Yeah, I don't. any Because I learned my lesson from it. My first time I got sober, I thought, oh, I could have one, you know, one Jack and Coke. We are bowling, like having a good time. I was feeling good. Dude, I drank that one and I can just remember how bad the obsession was kicked on. And I fought it and fought it like for two weeks just in this internal battle in my mind of trying not to drink, still going to meetings and just beating myself up because I took that one drink and that obsession was there. And then it was just turned into every single day and then quick, you know, next thing you know, I'm freaking back doing the hard shit again because
1: it's not enough
2: <laughs> never enough man with my mind like that's the addict and alcoholic mindset mm-hmm. never enough with any- with anything no for sure dude I mean, what's it like
0: for you, Jordan? You're kinda quiet over there right now. What's up, dude? Oh no. I'm like, like oh, no, no. <laughs> 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 oh,
3: shit. anyway. Um that just I, was, that that just just I was just thinking, like, I was kind of trying to think of a story, but um, it's different for me. I was having a conversation with you the other day, Dylan, where um triggers like I try to define like, I can't define triggers because for me or know what my triggers are, because for me it comes when I'm not expecting it. Like that's when the trigger happens. Like all the ones that I've been able to identify it have happened when like I was least expecting it. So it's like, it's a little bit difficult for me to like fully figure out I could be around people drinking and not have a desire in the world to drink. And then I remember when I went back up uh, and visited in Seattle Around people drinking again, but this time it was my friends. Right, and Is this when again, Donnie went with you. When Donnie went with me, and again, it was nothing on their part. They did nothing wrong. But right. it was, it was the camaraderie, like we've talked about on the show before, like everybody taking a shot together. It was like, oh, that, that was like, I want to be a part of that. Right, you know, right. I want to be a part of that good time. And that, that's when it kind of, I was like, oh, I wasn't really expecting that. That kind of, um you know, I, I, I'm glad I brought Donnie here. I got another friend to kind of keep me accountable. You know, I wouldn't have thought that I, I would have uh, drank, but it, it was you know, those certain things. So I, okay, that's, that's triggering for me. So just be careful and, and know that when I'm around that, you know, I got to be vigilant, but again, it's not on anybody else. Like if, I've had people at parties and stuff come up to me and apologize. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry I'm drinking in front of you. And, right. you know, I like I'm really proud of you. And I know this sounds ridiculous because I'm drinking. I hope this isn't like offensive. And I'm like, if I didn't want to be here, I wouldn't be here. No one's forcing me here. Like no right. one's forcing me to be around you guys and hang out. I knew there was going to be alcohol here. I chose to come and I choose to stay sober and I'm going to act that way and still have a good time i don't want anybody apologizing to me because they're having a good time because they can be normal
0: right mm-hmm. you know right. What Anyone i mean? trying to babysit you yeah know, or I, look out
3: right yeah exactly you have a good time if i could i would trust me i love it but i can't because of breakout out in handcuffs <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that trip you told me i mean eventually you kind of set like a line you told them no more gatorade <laughs> models right yeah
3: yeah, yeah, they're, they're um, you know, pouring some mixer drinks and some Gatorade bottles. <laughs> had a close call, so we had to kind of set a line and be like, hey, we need to make no more just vodka and gatorade bottles or something bad's gonna happen mm-hmm.
1: oh dude that's dude funny, i don't man. trust anything in my fridge man because we'll keep like <laughs> like that, that clock to, uh cocktail dude i'm mexican dude you know like every container in my fridge does not have what it says it, right it, it does
0: it, it does you got it, 17 dude. butter containers Dude, i gotta
1: open every bottle i have to crack it open to like feel comfortable drinking like especially because i like like that like clamato that cocktail juice oh, for like gross. micheladas I love I like, that shit. Dude. I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. That tomato cocktail yep. juice. I love that shit, man. And but if it's open, I don't trust it because I'm, I'm I'm scared that someone has already pre mixed it with some beer in there and stuff. I'll smell it and I'm like, yeah, I don't trust it. I just like I just put it down, man. It's, just, <laughs> it's funny with the Gatorade bottles, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> back to surrender back, anyway,
3: to, surrender, back to surrender but yeah I think, I think that really comes down to like I, I want to preface this enough with this episode because it, it's really important to me that it's it's our decision to stay sober and like I don't expect anyone to keep me sober except for myself and so I don't want anyone to feel like they're at fault or anything like that. I it's funny because I remember when I like first got out of rehab and I was going through Instagram, like the thought in my head when like people post something on their story or a picture of them drinking, it's like the first thought that pops in my head is how dare they don't they know that i'm sober (laughs) some some random some random person on my instagram but it's it's no you know like everyone goes on and lives their life and i still want to be a part of people's lives i want i want to be at those parties i want to be at people having a good time but like you said before boundaries 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 We got to know ourselves and if Mm -hmm. you know if we're smart it, it helps to bring someone that's accountable, Donnie. Like when you came with me, it was, you know, very, it made my trip very, a, a lot easier than yeah. probably if I would have gone by myself, even though I didn't really intend for you to be like an accountability partner. It was just so we could go have a good time, but it made it easier.
2: Yeah, it definitely does. I, I've been in that situation before, not traveling back, but while well, I I hung out with people that I knew were sober when I went back to Ohio and I went to meetings, but when I, I just recently went to one of my friends that I used to drink with out here in Arizona. The first attempt that I tried to move out here, like a couple of years ago, I <laughs> met some people and, you know, I worked with them, drank with them. Well he ended up getting married and I, you know, I invited someone from the program to come with me because some older, you know, lady in the program recommended that I they're like, take someone with you. You know, just it's easier to connect with someone and just like a safety zone that you're there with someone it's also in the same mindset as you because I got offered multiple drinks at oh, that yeah. wedding and it was like taking the shots and and Dylan's been in the same situation but like I can remember in this same friend that got married I was I went to a Godsmack concert was like nice. six, six months sober and that was another huge like wow I need to really be on guard because I got offered a drink there and I almost took it like Mm. To the point well, where I was literally romancing, like in my mind, I was about to drink. Did the people you go with? Did they know you were in recovery? They knew I was, you know, work being sober, but they, you know, they were, they kept, they would always mess with me. <laughs> when are you gonna drink again? <laughs> when are you right. gonna drink again? When? That's how up, long? You dude. know, like how how long? <laughs> when's when are you gonna yeah, have you the drink? You know, just over and over every time. But now they. I continuously did it and just stuck to my guns and I was like, no, I'm not fucking drinking. Like I right. can't, I know what's going to happen. And now the, you know, they've really seen how much that I've grown and they're mm-hmm. like, Oh damn, he really is serious about this.
0: Well, I, and the reason I asked that too, because I know, so like at my wedding, for example, when I got married, I was still heavy in the, in my addiction and, but my big front was, well, I'm not drinking though, you know, cause that's, that's what I could present to everyone. Right. Because no one knew that I was snorting pills in the bathroom But if I was drinking, you know, then it'd be like, oh, well, I'm outed. So I just want to be like, oh, I'm not drinking. And eventually people were like, dude, just have one. It's your wedding. It's your wedding. I was like, all right, cool. I'll have one. You know what I mean? So I drank. And now in recovery, like actual recovery, I've been to, I think, three open bar weddings. I was in one wedding. And I know being honest with everyone about my legitimate situation, not like, oh, I'm just trying not to drink or like, Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to smoke or anything like, like, no, I'm a straight up drug addict and I can't touch anything. It helped out a lot because now those people around me know, bro, if I see you trying to take a drink, I'm smacking that shit out of your hand. And that's what happened, man. I was just in my cousin's wedding and, you know, I, I, I don't really get triggered very often anymore, but when we were in the groomsmen, um, little whatever, I don't know, groomsmen, whatever the hell it is. It's like a special room for the, the, the groom and the people, whatever. And they started passing around these beers and no one had a, a can opener and there was Corona's mm-hmm. and I had a lighter and I just started cracking them open for everyone, not really thinking much of it. But as soon as they grabbed those damn things and started drinking them and Corona was like one of my favorites, dude, I'm like, damn, that looks good. You know what I mean? But again... I had all these people around me that were, if I even tried to take a sip, like my cousins would have smacked that shit out of my hand, you know? And I think that's where it's important too, to be honest with people, not look for like sympathy or be like, Hey man, I need you to look out for me. But just be honest with people like who are close to you about the real deal situation. Mm -hmm. Otherwise they don't know. Otherwise they're going to be like, well, but it's not hard stuff. You can have a drink, right? You know? So and. And again, none of this to say that alcohol is like, okay, because as our prime example, Mr. Severe Alcoholic from the streets of Seattle over here, that <laughs> shit will set us off real quick. You know what I mean? <clears throat>
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? I do, I do know what you mean, though. <laughs> Matter of fact, I do. Dude, that's what happened with, Literally. My,
1: with, with my family, dude. It's like they kept offering and finally it got to the moment where my brother, like I was being dramatic and I was like, he's like, bro, he's like, you want a beer, man? Like, you can have one, man. Don't be dramatic. I was like, you want me to fucking die, bro? He's like, you're not gonna die, and I kind of like saw that open window. I was like, you know what, bro? Like, there's only it's only a matter of time, dude. That if I drink, it, then I'm back on that other stuff. I was like, I guarantee you, dude. I was like, I can't, I can't. I I wish I could. I was like, this is kind of weird, but like, it's I'm gonna be okay, type of thing. You know what I mean? I I I I explained why I couldn't do it, and he kind of get got that. And now, recent this was like months ago, and now recently hanging out with him for like the first time in a very long time. Like outside the house um we we're just hanging out and stuff like that and i felt like he was like on guard and like he, he kind of protected protects my recovery now because he's been with me he saw right. me kind of go hit rock bottom he saw me he's the one one of them that took me to rehab got out and he's been just seeing the whole progress living with me so now going out there with him and then people smoking weed doing cocaine like it was just a full-on like little ghetto ass fucking party dude and and he stated, style. Yeah, <laughs> like anything was at that house you know you know it, it was just like everything was there and um not on the open but you know people think they can hide it and shit like that but it was it was on the open but i always felt i felt that energy from my brother like being protective you know even when i made that joke with that dude he's like dude how come you don't drink and i was like well i break out in handcuffs and he's like yeah he turns into the hulk like he kind of continued with that energy and um and and with that joke just to kind of get people off of me from keep asking me stuff and then i went into like oh you know what dude i'm driving and this and that because i don't really know these people i'm not going to sit here and be like yo Explain i'm in recovery yeah mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. it's just if like, i
2: drink and then i do heroin they'll, yeah they'll look at I, i've you done like, i've done, done it like what the hell I, i've
1: done <laughs> that dude with like especially with mexicans like like mm. in a in a in, in mexican culture dude like like it's called black or, or chivo or chiva like um and like I would point to my my vein, like my arm, my elbow, dude. And I was like, "They're like, you want a beer?" I was like, "Nah, bro, I don't like that shit. I like that good shit." And I would slap my fucking, yeah. <laughs> and then they'd be like, "What the fuck's wrong?" So I had to find the balance. It was either fucking like straight up, like you want a beer? Nah, bro, I like heroin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now the name Goomer's weird.
1: <laughs> or it's like, hey man, I, a cheesy cliche joke about it, but it's just like I had to find it out, bro. How to like put my boundaries and 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 put like a stop to it and i was telling jordan dude i was just like it got to a point where it wasn't fun you know people's jaws were just shaking and everybody's getting ripped and bottles were coming around and i was just like i was in my head you know i was just like taking up space and and i was just like what the fuck am i doing here like i'm bored like i'm out like, i gotta work tomorrow the game's over like i had fun it's cool like still that addict mindset still keeps going it's like what more can i get out of this fucking night and that's all i could like in recovery for me all i got out of that was a great time with my family members I watched a fucking amazing uh, game of football and I ate and barbecued and and that's it and I, and I had a good time and I just left home and that was it. I don't have to continue that old behavior where it was just like whoo, I want to get more and more and more out of it and because then I put myself in a dangerous situation. Well, I, th-
0: I think that goes to like the our, our, the last episode when we're talking about having fun like in recovery. Like that stuff's not even fun anymore. Mm-mm. I mean, it, it was for a while. Jordan, you said it too. Like we've all had good times. Like mm-hmm. I did. I had great times partying. I really did, but. Eventually, it's not fun anymore. It's not a party anymore. And I don't want that stuff anymore. And I know we keep talking about, well, if I drink, I'm going to end up back on the hard stuff. Let's just pretend we didn't. And then we're just, what, we're going to drink normally? I I never drank normally. Never. When I was drinking, I, it was a 30-pack a day and a bottle of whiskey.
2: Never. Yeah. Now always. I'm in for a slower death. I don't, mm-hmm. damn. <laughs> I did, I, someone put it best, dude, that we, that we all know. They're like, it, it was fun. Then it was fun with problems. And then it was just problems. That's yeah, <laughs> exactly what it was. Exactly. Like, that's how my drinking plays out every time.
1: I don't even like the taste of none of that stuff, man. So, why why would I? I just like the effect. And now, being I do. working, uh, so, I, do. <laughs> I never like the taste of beer, lipstick. Yeah, dude. same here. To get fucked up, dude, to numb myself. And now I, that I don't need that or, or, or seek that and I can achieve it and I'm comfortable in my skin and recover, that's just like, I'm good, man. Just to eat food, watch the game, and just bullshit. Like, I'm still the same person.
2: I love like the connection now like with sobriety is way deeper than that. I feel like it was just like false Uh, it was this false connection when I was drinking. Me and
0: you are starting a business together tomorrow.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This shit's gonna be awesome. We just become best
3: friends. (laughs) I think it's got a lot to say for like all of our friends and family members too, because what I've noticed with me and just even from these stories right here. Is that like, I think, feel like we've all been there with our friends and family that it's like every time we tried to get sober or I'm not drinking or different things like that, you know, everyone's like, if we do start drinking again, they're like, well, there they go again. They're back to drinking. They're off the wagon. When you you know, how long are you going to keep this up? Then when we got sober, you know, there's the teasing like, oh, when are you going to drink? When are you going to drink? But when we, when we've kept it for as long as we have and we, and we show that we're strong, like now. Like you said, family members will knock it out of our drinks or knock a drink out of our hand if mm-hmm. we were to take a sip. They go, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. Like now that they know that we're like that we're serious this time and we're, and we're putting on like like we're really trying to live our lives and they they've seen our lives improve. They'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" So I think that says a lot to just how the people around us grow to learn. Oh, and oh, yeah, yeah.
2: it's a pro- whole process. Great of free, fucking point. It is. Yeah. It's a. It's like I always say this, and it sounds. It's fucked up, but like we train the people around us to act the way they do around us. Yeah, and it's a process of when we get sober of retraining the people around us to actually take us serious. And I think the brutal, not brutal honesty, but just honesty with that with our family and our friends around us about what we're going through, or how we're feeling is really important, so that they understand us. We try to get them to understand where we're coming from, because no one's a mind reader. You know, yeah. we got we have to we have to talk about it. Yeah, and, people,
1: dude. Like going back to my brother, dude. I just just experienced that the other night. I, I went outside and there was like this this dude in the neighborhood that's always like tweaking and carrying, walking around with a beer and everything like Where's that.
0: Who's that crackhead? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Like he's just a neighborhood tweaker, you know. And he's always around and and he was sitting on the curb. And I went outside, dude, to uh, uh, uh to get my cigarettes out of the car. And he was right there. And he's like, "Hey, man, do you have a cigarette?" And I was like, "Yeah, I got you, dude." Because like I don't because that's me right that's me mm. a, a year ago mm. and this and that so i don't judge him or anything like that like when i see him it's like fuck man i i wish i could give you what i have man like right. there's a better way of living life but he's deep into it, it seems like from my perspective like i know that pain that suffering this and that that he's into that he's in and and going that but when i walked outside my brother was in in the truck and he gets off because i started talking to that dude and then he, my brother just comes up and he's like super protective over my recovery. He's like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, don't talk to those people. Le- Get the fuck away from them. He's like, you better not be getting on your shit again and this and that. And like, he was, he was coming back from like, he was a little buzz and stuff like that. So I was just, I noticed it and I was just like, I was like, nah, man, I'm, I'm in a good place, man. I was like, you don't have to worry about this, this and that. And, and I'm, and, but he was like really protective over it. And I, and I, I was trying to explain and defend him. I'm like, Hey bro, that was me a year ago, dude. Like I, I'm mm. good. Like i Like, he's just a person that's struggling just like I was. And he has family and this and that. But I wasn't getting through to it. So I just kind of was just like, you know what, bro? You're right, dude. I was like, don't worry. I'm good. I'm in a good place. I'm healthy. Like, I'm not on that. I'm not on my stuff again like that. Because I got a little defensive. I was like, how dare you accuse me of fucking wanting to do drugs again? Did you not see what I fucking went through? Right,
0: right. But again, that kind of touches on what Jordan was saying about, like, now, our, you know, and me earlier about, you know, now our family members are like looking out. You know, I remember mm-hmm. like when I was first getting clean before I went to rehab, before I like truly had a concept of recovery, I would tell everyone, and I even told my sponsor, like I said, it's just these damn pills I can't get <laughs> rid of, you know, it's <laughs> like, if I could just drink, I'd be good, you know? But like on my honeymoon, man, I was withdrawn on my honeymoon and I was sitting there getting clean, but my version of getting clean was sitting at the bar drinking beers and getting weed from the bartender on the beach And my wife had no concept of recovery. She, I convinced her that as long as I don't do these pills, I'm just fine. It wasn't, I mean, as soon as I got off the plane, I found an excuse to dip out and immediately go get my stuff. You know what I mean? Because I was drinking and smoking and all that type of stuff. I couldn't handle it. Now, the first thing that I did when I got out of treatment, when I uh, seen, I seen Brie, we went out to dinner. as like a little celebratory thing. I looked at, I looked at that beer menu and I looked right at Brie and I said, listen, I cannot drink. I cannot do anything. And it was like the first time that I got straight up honest with her about mm-hmm. like, yo, everything is a problem for me. I've proven to myself time and time again that I cannot put a single substance in my body. Even these damn energy drinks, man. Mm-hmm. I got to watch like how many energy drinks I drink. You know, like I it's. It's crazy, bro. Anything that changes the way I feel, I get crazy addicted to it, and I seriously got to watch my attitude and watch my
3: actions around it. It's gnarly, and I like the same goes even for me. And I, because I feel like, especially in in the rooms and at least in the environment that I'm around, I'm around a lot a lot of drug addicts that were also alcoholics, right? Um, and so just to do the vice versa on that, like just being an alcoholic. Like, like I've said before, I I went into treatment and I was like, well, when it, when I go out and have a good time, I'll still like do acid, do some molly or right. whatever. Like that, that was just something I did, you know, every other month to have fun with people. I never <laughs> had a problem with it or whatnot, you know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so, uh, like it, but uh. that. But again, Love that. But that, whatever what I'm trying to say is that <laughs> go, that goes both ways because I I still try to convince myself, you know, all the time I mean I'm still trying to convince myself um you know that I at least for now <laughs> for a long time I can't do any drug because even smoke weed, which I don't even like to do, but I can't even do that because that could be the slippery slope that leads me back to the bottle. Mm -hmm. And like, if I, I don't even want to risk getting out of my mind because if I get out of that mindset and my mind starts wandering, I could eventually go, Oh, it's okay to have a sip. It's okay to do this. It's okay. And I could throw that all away just because I got out of my mind in a way. So like, I have to stay focused on, on the goal and aiming forward and that's don't drink and whatever I got to do to not drink. Right now, that's staying 110% completely sober except for energy drinks. (laughs)
0: Right, right. Fucking energy drinks. I like that. No, that's a great point because ultimately what we're talking about here is, I mean, I know, again, a lot of people say my drug of choice was everything. And I believe that to a certain extent because my drug of choice has evolved. Anytime I start, like the first time I tried something, that became my drug of choice for a good run, you know? And then eventually my last drug of choice was my last drug of choice, but It doesn't matter what we do. We will always end up back to that thing that brought us to our knees. For Mm. you, it was alcohol. And alcohol, I've seen a slow death by alcohol. Mm. It is not fun to watch. It is brutal to watch. I watched a man that I love very much on his deathbed dying a slow, just ugly death from alcohol. You know, and, and then on the flip side of that, I've seen my best friend dead from heroin. You know, so I've seen them both, man. Neither one of them are pretty. And so it doesn't matter what the drug of choice is, man. If we fuck around with any of it, for cats like us, people who get down like we get down, it's a wrap. And it don't matter what it is, dude.
2: Yeah. It it's like I'd have a conversation with someone, like they're like, Yeah, I party. I'm like, Yeah, you party, but I party until I'm homeless and then I die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's two different two different things there. And I, I like go I mean, I wanna go back to I I think it's huge. Like, we just had a conversation about this, about getting that thought of, okay, yeah, you know, that looks fun. Or I wish I could drink. Like, when I talk about that, like that out, out, out loud, I'll start thinking that. But, and that was one big thing for me that someone told me was like, I want you to tell yourself, not I quit drinking or I stopped drinking. Like, I don't drink. And I tell myself that over and over, like when I was quitting smoking, I told myself that over and over and over, I don't smoke. I don't smoke. Even I was smoking, but I would say that to myself over and over and over. And slowly I started believing, like, I don't smoke. I don't drink. That's my. So then when I get into a situation where someone's like, oh, here, you know, I was in a real estate event in Vegas. I went to Vegas like three times now people offer me drinks and my automatic response when that moment came was I don't drink like instead of me that pause you know that you may that you may have right like to accept that drink my mind automatically was like no i don't drink bam like that's it because i've over and over and over told myself that and that goes to that whole training of the mind thing right and i Tra- be- i believe it oh i know you do is it's it, it's a real thing
3: it's it's funny because i like i work sunday nights right the night shift and i was talking with someone else the other day and, uh, like, it's fine for me cause I get to watch football all morning and then I just have to go to work at night. So like my, my schedule works out and I was talking to somebody else about it and, uh, he's like, yeah, well, I hate that shift because uh, like when I'm watching football, I can't drink cause I got to work later tonight. And like my, my mind just went, I did, I didn't even think about like that doing, like I used to drink and stuff all the time watching football, but I didn't even think about that being an option. You know, like my mind, because mm. I don't drink anymore. I, I, I never foresaw that as a problem from watching football and then going to work because I don't drink.
0: Beyond that, a motherfucker yeah. like you be drinking at work. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I'll mean, <laughs> like, yeah, be drunk
3: is. at work anyway. So <laughs> Jordan, was, was,
2: right. Jordan was like, dude, this job would be, I would be drunk every day. Every day, job.
3: dude. <laughs> every day. Like, it, was, it would be so easy. I think about that all the time, but I do that too. Uh, I, I tell, it, even if I don't want to explain to people that I'm in recovery or things like that, if they ask me, I just say, I don't drink. And you know, sometimes that gets followed up by the, Oh, well, why don't you drink? What do and you then do I, for fun? And then, and then whenever anyone <laughs> else asks me, why don't I drink? Episode. I say, because I like drinking way too much. That's exactly <laughs> what I say, too.
0: Dude, I love to drink. That's why I don't drink. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, that's funny, though. But, like, the way of mind, like, just how you're talking about, dude, if I had this job and I was drinking, I'd be fucked up. And this would be a perfect. Like, I still think about that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I'll still walk by spots. I'm like, ooh, that spot right there. Mm-hmm. That's a perfect little spot right yeah, there. The like, bathrooms? You know, oh, fuck, dude. The <laughs> flat toilet paper things? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like skateboarding. Like now that I'm like skateboarding, you can never look at the world the same way. Like yep. right? everything's like an obstacle course. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's the same way as a drug addict. Now, like I had the same thought. They, I got to go through this like some certification shit at work, and everyone's telling me like, dude, you're, it's just so fucking boring. It's like you got to sit there in this class, and the first thing that popped in my mind I was like, damn, man, I wish I was doing this while I was still using. At least I could like use during this and have like keep my mind occupied. You know, like that's like the first thing that popped to my mind. So it goes harder that retraining the brain thing, man. And I don't know. You tripped out on me when I told you I was like, dude, you don't think about it every day. Like I still think about that shit, I bro. Don't, like man. I do, Just... fuck you guys, man. <laughs>
1: dude. Oh, I'm serious. It's scary. Remember when I called you that one time and you're like, dude, I don't know if I should be worried or happy for you. When I felt like the obsession had been lifted. Oh,
0: yeah. That tripped me like, out.
1: Like, I was like, for the first time, I was like, I'm never going to drink for the rest of my life. And it wasn't an overwhelming feeling. Like, it just fit like a key in a lock, dude. meant for it. It was just like mm. an acceptance. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it was just a beautiful feeling. Like, I was like, huh. Like, I'm, all right, I'm, dude. I like, to- I'm ready for this.
2: <laughs> Like Go- okay, Goomer, 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 used to call me, Fuck but, me. dude, going through, going it. through it. I'm like, Goomer, I can promise you, dude. No matter oh, what you're, you're to going, off, no matter what you're going through right now, everything is gonna be okay. okay. What's, if what's you what don't y- pick up, and then and recently I look back at him, like, I said, Goomer, is everything okay now? Oh, dude, I fucking hate you for that shit, dude. <laughs> Nothing uh,
1: has turned out the way I thought it was going to turn out, man. Expectations, It's, been, it's man. been crazy. It's been an awesome journey, dude. That whole, like, not seeing the world, like, skateboarding or mm-hmm. seeing a good flat, like, surface to snort some shit. Like, now it's, like, working the program and being in recovery. It's, like, with people and, and love and feelings and just, like, life in general, man. Like, that thing has just i guess that spiritual awakening that they, at least it's that's gnarly. for me dude like
2: no it's gnarly it's like looking i've at, seen it and i've watched it and yeah. it's been amazing it's, <laughs> it's been amazing awesome, to watch bro. dude seriously it's awesome dude like, like the it's growth. crazy
1: thanks man yes. all of you guys dude like i
2: was you look different
1: <laughs> i'm happy bro boomer
0: sexy bro you got that happy. swag
1: dude shut up dude i'm happy bro mm. i'm happy dude it's it, I'm, it, I'm blown away by this shit bro it does get better dude and it like, does and it always happens after those growing pains dude when i call you guys and i'm just like man fucking fuck this dude
2: like <laughs>
3: wet <sock>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> fucking wet
1: sock but then you know it's like i don't know man it's just i can't it's too big bro i nah, can't is fucking explain it
0: it is big and my dad i was actually speaking with my dad last night man he goes well, son, it looks like you found a way of life that truly works for you. And it looks like it's working for you. And it looks like you're doing great with it. You know, mm-hmm. you seem genuinely happy with it. And I was like, dude, I am, I am like, I, you know, cause just, I mean, I know I. we were just talking about how I still think about it every day, but I think about it, like it crosses my mind. You know, it's not like I entertain the thought, you know, mm-hmm. because again, something that you told me, Donnie, when you said I have way too many problems to drink, mm-hmm. like that really hit me hard, man. Like I've I've worked so hard to get to where I'm at, man, and I feel like things are finally starting to like happen for me. Like I just got back from this amazing trip with my fam, with my girls. You know, I, I'm working again. I'm you know just doing some stuff with real estate, like this podcast. Like my life is like starting to form in a healthy manner right now.
1: I seen it too, man. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. how you're talking about it. Like I, I mean, I gave you a call. I was like, dude, I'm blown away. Mm. Like, Two days, fuck, <laughs> dude.
0: <laughs> I'm right now. I'm right now, bro. <laughs>
3: <laughs> inside joke I'm sorry yeah,
0: <laughs> like, I, I, inside jokes don't convey well <laughs> they don't goomer <laughs>
1: one time all right dude like I was like I was like not necessarily jealous but like I was really admiring like uh Dylan you know when Dylan started like going away from the meetings and he's just working on his relationship and his his marriage and all this like like I missed him at meetings dude I was like fuck where the fuck's Dylan dude I was worried about him I was being selfish because I didn't see him anymore you know right So, like, I started, like, thinking about him, and I was like, man, dude, like, this is really doing it right now. Like, he's in a good place, and he's putting so much grind and and effort into his marriage and this and that, and I saw this growth and and breakthroughs just like watching you go through this stuff so, you know I was blown away I was genuinely happy for you you made that shit look easy and cool dude so I was like alright dude well I'm gonna go try out my baby mama like <laughs> I was, all that though bro I was like I'm gonna take a page out of fucking deal book like
2: if this motherfucker good, can good do good it mug. I can do it
1: so I go off right bro boom <laughs> expectations right I thought it was gonna yeah. be all work this all and yeah. that fucking showed up with a bag full of clothes and <laughs> I'm ready for this babe like let's make this shit work it's gonna be hard but I I could, I could do it. <laughs> two days, bro. Two days,
2: dude. <laughs> dude. She's nuts, bro. I don't know if she's nuts or I'm nuts. I, think, like,
1: I couldn't do it, bro. It took a toll on my recovery. I was I was done, bro. I remember. I, I gassed out. I called. The, I only had two days in me, bro. Like I, I gave it my all for two days, bro. And after that, I was like, fuck this, dude. Like I was drained. I was emotionally, spiritually Everything just fucking drained dude and I called Dylan. I was like, dude, hats off to you, bro. Like you've been doing you're in it, bro. You did it. You did it. I was he like, goes, I'm fucking done. It was
0: the last two days. I ran out, bro. I couldn't do
1: it. I couldn't do it, bro. He's like, like,
0: fuck you, dude. You made that shit look easy. I like, fuck that. I can't do it.
1: It's hard, bro. And it made me admire your effort that you have put in it, bro. And like from a distance, you know, and generally right. being happy for you as a as a friend. Cause in recovery, dude, like I've asked, and you know, like if you're in a relationship or, and then that relationship goes through the ups and downs of your addiction, and then you learn to be yourself in recovery and like, and, and then seeing it all come together for you, for your family, dude, it's a beautiful thing to watch, man. And I wanted that. I thought it was possible for me, but like you reminded me, is like, dude, I have a willing partner. That's
0: exactly what I was right. going to say. I,
1: some people don't. Right. I had to remove myself from the situation and I'm, I'm happy with myself because, um, I was putting myself in a, in a, in the road to relapse constantly like how many times would i call you guys oh, just fuck, like crying because of that relation was just beating the fuck out dude, of you, dude i don't know how
0: you stayed clean dude. i really fucking don't know how you stayed sober <laughs> because like my wife was so fucking supportive and from every phone call i got from you it was pretty much the exact opposite with your situation yeah. so i was like damn dude how's it because i know how hard it is for me to fucking stay clean and my wife's like dude do whatever you got to do to stay clean i mm. got it here with the kid we, we, did, did, I we, was, just,
2: we just had this conversation. Yeah, yeah, I, thought were,
3: I, I thought it was sort of we were having the conversation uh, like just the other day. We were talking about um, you being out all oh, night yeah. and at meetings all day. Yeah. We were like, we didn't even know you had a wife and because you were just with us all the time. Yep. And, and your wife was like, yeah. And we were just like, take him. He needs to be there. We're, we're going to hang out here. You guys can have him. Just make sure he's sober.
1: That's awesome, man. I didn't, you know, some people's situations are different. Some people make it, it works for them. And they go off to have a beautiful relationship. and some people, you know, change, grow, get to know themselves, and then and that's okay too, man. That's something that that hurt, and thanks from the love and the support that you guys got me through that situation, that I'm okay now, man, and I'm I'm happy with with everything, and I understand that it's it's meant for a reason, and. I'm just, I'm blessed, man. Well, I'm I think it,
0: I think it goes back to that boundary thing. Eventually you found that boundary and you realize, mm-hmm. okay, this thing is not healthy for me. I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, and it is not working. It's not healthy. And it's going to fuck me up in the long run.
1: Oh yeah. Like
0: that first year, bro, like we kicked it so much. And that was me establishing, establishing my foundation mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. establishing the program and the fellowship and, and just recovery in my life. And now because of that, because I worked so hard on that foundation, that's what's allowed me to spend the time with my wife and kid and and get back to work. And, you know, the program has allowed me to go and live life now, you Mm -hmm. know, like not as long as I don't forget the program, as long as I still keep my recovery first. That's what's allowed me to move, you know, move on and start implementing different routines into my day, you know. But eventually, like I said, but that took a while. That took a while before I was able to find my line and find my balance and find my Mm -hmm. boundary. Eventually, you found it. And I'm super grateful for you. And this is nothing against her whatsoever. But for you personally, I'm just glad that you found that eventually, because yeah, Donnie, I'm sure you can attest. Like I was like, "Dude, this motherfuckers." I was like, "He ain't gonna make it." I say that me
2: and one me and one guy I'm constantly, he ain't gonna make it, dude. He Ain't gonna dude. make it. But I think the guys that you think it's not gonna yeah, make it. Man. Well, I think that Tijuana rehab was burned in your head, dude. Oh, like God, I ain't going, dude. I ain't going back to that shit. Dude, but scared, <laughs> you got bro. the carrot in the ass on the yeah, mind. Yeah, I love, I love <laughs> what Dylan said though uh, about just the the boundaries, like the was, I believe the first year is just. I I I I have to be selfish mm. and focus on myself and my foundation, because you know you get a solid foundation, and then year two, you know after you get through that, this I have to be I have to be so cautious about where it what you ran out. You huh, mentioned <laughs> year two, it's like shit. None of us got two years. <laughs> no, no, I'm in my second year right now, dude. Yeah, well, I won't, yeah but well, that, yeah, that's I more that's more of the once you build that foundation, then you're able to give it back and. You know, Mm -hmm. that first year is just, I I did the, I, 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 just had this conversation with someone yesterday and, and, uh, and then, you know, we start carrying the message more and then, and then you even learn more from watching other people Mm -hmm. and it is insane. The only reason I know
1: how to get out of situations and triggered and, and, and that's, it never occurred to me, like, I don't have to put myself in that situation. Is that story you went and told me you went to like a convention for like real estate or something like that. And you were hanging out with people and then after whatever the the thing party or whatever, the meeting happened, you, everybody went out to drink and celebrate. And you said there was chicks there and this and that. And like, you were getting triggered and then you're just like, fuck this. I left. Cause I was mm-hmm. like, dude, what'd you do? How'd you overcome that situation? How'd you, how were you that the whole night? How'd you control your triggers? He's like, I didn't. I left. Goomer. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was your answer. I was like, Donnie. Fadden. I was just like, Holy shit!
0: I he can left. Leave. He left.
2: I didn't Even think of that? <laughs> right? You can just That's leave. Like you can option. just leave a party. <laughs> yeah. like, How do you do that, bro? <laughs> well, I was blown. Jo- I- Jordan did the same thing when we were in Washington, dude. Yeah. He just he had to walk. He was. I mean, you could tell what happened, but he just walked outside because he needed to get away from the environment. Yeah.
3: Like I said, it was it was a good time, and it was at a party that I wanted to be at. But uh, I was talking with Goomer about this earlier too. Uh, Eventually, at some point in time in the party, it it becomes like okay, I'm done,
1: right?
0: And Mm -hmm. like
3: I've I've had a good time, and I reached that point, and everyone continued to get drunker, and the music continued to play, and things were just going on. I just like left and went outside, and I came back, and I was like. Yeah, Donnie, I'm done. I just I had to go stand outside for a second. I'm like, I got a headache. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go home. And, and you guys know me. When I decide I'm ready to go home, oh, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan just shuts down. He's like, I'm out. I'm over it.
1: He's not even here.
0: Yeah. Oh, I know. I get those eyes about twice a night. Every- <laughs> no, it's, it's funny, man.
1: Go. It's- uh what oh, thinking about I had something,
0: <laughs> I had something, I totally forgot though. Oh, I thought you had to sneeze. No, fuck. <laughs> well, I you guys
3: go ahead. Back again, back. I I think that all just like what everyone was just saying comes back to the I'm gonna do what I have to do to stay sober. It's on um, in my hands and nobody else. So not only can we not hold anybody else accountable, but they shouldn't feel like they have to be held accountable either, you know, because right. it's it's in our hands and and we're gonna do what we need to do to stay sober and set our boundaries. And it's very important to set those boundaries and establish what they are um, before you put yourself in a situation. But it's not on anybody but ourselves.
0: Yeah, I agree. My sponsor actually, um, he just did a teaching on this. And one of the things he was talking about the holidays and how the holidays for a lot of us can be a tricky time because of the parties and whatnot. Mm. Um, But he said, like, prepare for it. He goes, like, don't go anywhere without an exit strategy. Like if something happens, like have that exit strategy in mind. No, don't get stuck anywhere. Don't get her in a, in a world of like Lyft and Uber. This shouldn't be an issue, but don't go out to a remote place in the desert with no ride back or like not drive. You know, don't. Don't put yourself in a bad position and like always have that exit strategy and pray on it. That's one of his big mm-hmm. things too. was like just pray on it, man. Mm. You know, like actually utilize there. your
2: sponsor. Pray, yeah. You have been there when nothing, when all else fails yeah. and you got no tools left except God and to pray. Uh, I, I want to really, you know, preface that I don't want any of my friends and my family that still drink and and can, you know, manage their life with having a few drinks here and there. I don't want them to walk on eggshells around me and think that them drinking. Is going to affect me because at the end of the day, I can't count on other people not to drink to keep me sober because I'll Mm -hmm. be drunk right now. Right. So I just, but I, but I want them to live their life, you know, and do what they do. But my choices are my choices and their choices are their choices. And I don't want anyone to, you know, feel any sort of way No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, obviously there's, I think there's different levels. You know, I think the difference for
0: me between walking into a trap house to hang out Mm. or just being at a family get together where... You know, it's casual like drinks or whatever. There's a difference for me, right? And that's, again, where it comes up. It's my responsibility to keep myself safe. And it's no one else's responsibility to look out for me, you know. But with being honest comes that support from the friends, the family, the brother eventually becoming protective, the family knocking it out of our hands, all that type of stuff. But absolutely great point, And I really want to drive that home, you know. So nobody feel bad about enjoying a nice uh, holiday beverage around us. Cocktail. It's on us, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Drink one for me, too. Yeah, that's
0: what I tell them. Dude, drink one for me too, man. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anybody else got anything on that before we close it out?
2: No, I'm good. Yeah. All right. Well, Donnie, what's up with that daily, Donnie? Hmm. Mm. i never knew i was addicted until i tried to stop damn the right. daily Donnie. the daily donnie
0: all right well thank you guys jordan goomer donnie thank you so much for being a part of my recovery everybody out there thank you for keeping me clean today if you need help ask for help get connected i love you all and i thank you so much for listening to another episode of not so anonymous